Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. A sequel to the horror film Candyman from 1992 that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. That's right. We watched the 2021 Candyman, Nia DaCosta film. Candyman. Candyman. I love how the teens said it. They were just so monotone. Candyman. I, I love that that one was like, fuck it, I'm out. When, oh yeah! As soon as the the um, was she the only non-white one as well? Uh, I think so. <laughs> the only one with sense in her. I guess yes. you could say. Welcome back to the horror PSA. We are just a little old P and an A today. Our Saul is missing. He has lost his voice, so he cannot be here this week. He sends we his to, regards. We tried to wait a day and see you, but uh, yeah, he texted us and was like, "Nope." I'm a no-go today. Yeah. Can't talk. So we will forge on without him. We will wish him well and forge on into Candyman Tanditory. Um, right off the bat, I Tanditory. Tanditory. Yes. <laughs> Candyman Tanditory. Candidatory. Candidatory. There we go. Uh, I dug it. I don't know about you, but I really... I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. It kept... It kept me engaged the whole time. I was there for the gory parts. I didn't even mind that Candyman was invisible most of the time. It's like, yeah, it's a fun time. I think um, I, I I definitely liked it. I um, I, I want to say that we definitely didn't. I stayed away from any spoilers and didn't really read anything even after it came out. I, I think the only thing that I remember hearing was that... Um, it was like mixed some people didn't like it like others like oh it was really good like you just didn't get it or whatever and i think knowing that it was going to be jordan peele produced it was going to be different it's going to be a different take on it and it definitely was and it was definitely a visual kind of just uh mind fuck i guess i don't know what do you want to call it like it was yeah it, like it was yeah. different it was different and it it there was it, a lot it, of layers. It was yeah. It was it was a different angle from a different view. I think is the yeah. best way that I can put it. Yeah, it was it was a different Candyman, and I was okay with that. I liked how they merged all the stories together, and I love. I was obsessed with those little paper puppets. So creepy, so yeah. effective, so in line with the rest of the like art world aesthetic they had yeah, going on in definitely. this movie. I was there for it. I was like, I love these little paper things, um, and. Especially Especially at the end when you had that it was like an art exhibit at the end where they had the credits set up and everything right like yeah, they had the the hive of candy men and women yes I guess. and i thought it and it women. was it was always smart to kind of broaden the lore behind it right because we all knew the tony todd's character i don't remember what his name is robotai robotai yes uh we all know that story and they they tie it back you know to him with What's her face? Heather? Helen Lyle. Helen. Helen. Helen Lyle. Uh, and I loved how she had her own little paper puppet things, too, when they were telling the stories with it. I just was, I was there for it. I really liked seeing her in paper puppet form as well. I found it so fitting that when uh, Troy, the brother, mm-hmm. is telling the story, like, the, the legend twists where it's like, she tried to sacrifice him to Candyman. Yeah, Man, like, it's its but own But the town lore. people didn't let her, and I was like, well, I guess if you don't want people to 
know that you were the mom and he was the baby or you know that's your boy like yeah yeah let the legend do whatever it does i'm just gonna move out of town and hope for the best yeah i would i wouldn't still be in chicago i would have been like out i move into a suburb somewhere i can't stay in the city yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody uh, stole my baby and killed my dog i love that she had the scar on her arm mm-hmm the little attention to detail, yeah. I, oh I yeah, there's there's so much attention to detail in this movie, and it's really down to the the cinematography and the director. Uh, but the the mirrored logos, like there was every every little detail in this movie with from the logos it's like on. The little the little accoutrement. Yes, yes, the, the accoutrement. Little, mm-hmm. little bits. Yes. Even the um, the cityscapes when they're going through all those clouds, it's like it's it's such an interesting view of the city. Like you always see the city buildings, and usually it's either at street level or from above, right? From the top yeah, parts of the building. Down. You're looking down, not up. Yeah, and this one you're looking up, which is only really ever a view of the city that you get if somebody gives you these great shots, or if you're actually in a city and you look up. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Like yes, I've never seen Chicago from the ground up before. That's interesting. It reminded me a little bit of uh, Poltergeist Three. Mm. Well, I was thinking clouds and skyscrapers. Yeah. Um, in that beginning though, when that little boy is down there doing his laundry, and that if that can't if candy flew out of the wall at me, mm-mm. Be I think out. it's a safe. I think it's a safe out. rule. <laughs> if there's anything that comes out of the wall, like is there anything that's ever come out of the wall that's ever been good? Like no nope. one's ever been like the wall burst open and a bunch of gold came out. Mm-hmm. And even if that does happen, like nothing good came after that. It was always no. like, but then weird shit started happening. And no, it it's always and, no, it's always this, all this gold was here because all these people died in the spot yeah, and they got was, their gold stolen. Yeah, and, oh, <laughs> yeah, our our home was our ancestral home was owned by slave traders. Yeah, they, they get to the bottom of the gold pile and they're like their teeth here ah, that's how it always Chest. ends yep and then you have a poltergeist situation so there you go the devil made me do it yes uh, it's a it's a, a a decent defense i guess you could say <laughs> i loved her brother throughout this whole movie i wanted troy to have a glorious death no i was I so did. happy he oh, made it like, through i was like try yeah. Like, Troy, what's your ass going to do? Like, he's like, we will stomp on him. I'm like, we ain't going to do nothing. No, like, he says his boyfriend will stomp on him, to be fair. Right. Well, Troy, knows, Troy, Troy knows who he is. Yes, but exactly. Still, like, he knows Moscato and his dessert wine, and that his uh, boyfriend will be the one doing the stomping. <laughs> he's very self aware. I love that uh, in the beginning when uh, Anthony is like, uh, when they're just being accommodating to Troy, we'll say, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when Troy said something to me, made a crack about him not working as much. He's like, "Well, you're my muse. I never get to see you as much." I'm like, "Oh, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. that's that's one of those like brother-in-law digs you gotta throw in there." Yeah, because it's it's not quite mean, but it it's just enough snark to let them know <laughs> where you stand. Stand my ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the whole Anthony. I love that the whole theme is Anthony hasn't done anything in two years. He hasn't made a piece in two years, and like they're constantly like, "Where are you gonna get a job?" My sister doesn't have to support you. Like, I know, but that left in my mind. I'm like, who's paying for all this? Who's paying for like? She is. Like, I know, I know, but it's like, how do you do that as like uh, an artist or a guy? Or like, I need some more money for pants, please. I need, for what? pants. <laughs> I need more pants, please. 
Oh, paints. I think he said pants. I'm like, why does he need pants? <laughs> he's got paint all over. He's built his paints on his pants. Like he's now got he a painting both. jumpsuit. He's, he he's doesn't painting. need pants. I like that. Looked like he stole that from like a garbage man somewhere. I can't even buy that. No, I I imagined he went to work one day as like a, a painter in a house. <laughs> Keeping the suit. And then suit. he kept the suit. That's what he did. For yep. severance pay. <laughs> you didn't even do anything. And Coleman Domingo, I just, I don't, I can't trust you, Coleman Domingo, in any part you ever play again. <laughs> I just want you to know this. That's how great your performance but he's so was. Soothing. He really is. He's got that voice. Me, and just okay, takes okay, you. no. No, okay. Uh, I want to say, uh, he, if there was ever, for some reason, a black Joker, he is my vote. Oh. He does a line when um, they're in the church and the girlfriend is like, she, you know, escapes her, like, her her hands were tied or whatever and she escapes oh, yeah. those and she goes and did you notice it was the mouth of yeah. Candyman mm-hmm. in that in that hallway or whatever uh, so she goes through there and then when um, William uh, Burke I think it was Burke's dry cleaner or whatever but yeah um, we'll, let's call him Burke I guess or whatever so he turns and he's like full like batshit crazy after he, you know he creates Candyman you know for their generation or whatever his whole spiel about that mm-hmm. um, and he has this weird line where he's like I think he says like, "Don't you want some candy?" Yeah, he does. He says it all creep. I'm like, oh, like he could play like a twisted, crazy, Joker-like character for some like. Yeah. If there was a good role for that. I he think, could. I think he'd be I really good. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's crazy. Don't trust him in anything. Yeah, you can't. I liked the story He'll though. Smooth talk. Um, even though I'm not eating candy from from the laundry wall. I don't okay. want candy from anyone's hands. No. Nope. <laughs> even though okay, even though it was still in a wrapper and like even though it was like, you know, I mean, presumably new candy mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm like I feel like it would have this weird hand warmth on the yeah. candy like that musky hand warmth like on the wrapper like it would just feel like oh god oh, like yeah no yeah, thank like, you yeah no like and i get it in the jacket in your hand yeah. like yeah. in the laundry room wall no thank you what are you doing back uh, there willie i liked the whole story about how sherman wasn't crazy or he wasn't bad he just was a crazy man who handed out candy to people with a hook I guess that makes I know, sense what, he somehow. Could, he could have been. What if he was a war veteran? Right? Like he went crazy. He lost his. He lost his hand. His whole fucking platoon died. Like he was just crazy. Uh, yeah. right? his mental illness. He just were like, do you kids want some candy? This is the only thing that made him happy in life was giving mm-hmm. kids candy. And they're like, oh, he, he pinned. We're gonna pin these fucking murders on. Yeah, I which like, I think is the point of this fucking movie. It is. It's very <laughs> much the point of this movie, and it's. It was very timely that this movie arrived <laughs> in the last couple of years, I suppose. But yeah, no, that was definitely the theme. And the whole theme about the police like swarming and, you know, getting them. I was like, that's it's really great imagery to pull through the bees you know because like then you get those moments where like the cops go in and you just get that one singular bee that flies up into the the window as you just hear all the cops beating the shit out of Sherman (laughs) 
there was some great uh, B cinematography. Oh yeah, <laughs> so the, some great B footage in this movie. There, the, there are beautiful shots and the, beautiful the, cinematography the in this mirror film. B, I think, was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, like you saw it coming, but I'm like, it's still fun and it's still cool to to see. I really liked it when we first got the shot, and then in the bathroom, I love everything about the bathroom scene with the teenage girls. Like it's it's so beautifully done, and it's so like it's just a great fun scene you get the gore you still have the lore and it's not even like it doesn't have to be the tony todd Candyman for me it's still you know they called this this one and that's See, that's think, who they got and i think that's the thing that kind of like the people that didn't like it i feel like they were expecting like I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like they were expecting, like, did you think Tony Todd was going to be in half the fucking movie? Like, yeah. I, like, I don't get it. Like, it's definitely, we're passing the torch. It's definitely, it's going on in a different direction, but it's still in line with that universe. Yeah. And I like how they didn't, like, they're not erasing anything Tony Todd did. They're not saying that he wasn't the true Candyman. This was just, maybe it was down the block. I mean, there were a lot of cops in this neighborhood, apparently, that are yeah, just pinning things on people. Apparently, this fucking neighborhood is just ground zero for fucking injustices, like, throughout the fucking, since inception of yeah. Chicago or whatever. I mean. And, like, I like how they, when they were telling the story of, um, when Burke is telling the story of Helen Lyle and how she found Robitaille, right? It's like, that was just the story she found. He says something along those lines of that's the one she found and was following. So he makes it clear that that was her Candyman. Like, that was yeah, the one that like she got. Me, Candyman. Was... Yeah. So I I thought it was a great what way. What's the guy's name? Sherman. I almost said Sherman Helmsley. I'm like, no, that's the guy from... Uh... What was it? Jefferson's. <laughs> Definitely not that guy. Yeah, but I just, I I liked how it Sherman was. Fields. It is a sequel. It's because you have the Helen Lyle story. You have, you know, the Robitaille story still intact. They didn't change anything really from that one. Um, But you gave it a new life, I think, in like so many different directions you could take with it. I much like at the end of fucking uh, Fear Street. I was like, I want origin stories or at right? least like give me one that's got three origin stories again. Like mm-hmm. just throw a. I want to see the full Robotai story with the with the one kid that was in there. Like yeah, what with is that the bike. Kid? Yeah, like I want to see that kid murder people. Like I, I he needs right? his own fucking movie. Like he I want Candyman, the twelve year old kid on the bike version. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, that motherfucker needs vengeance. I'm yes, like, show me his fucking movie. Uh, one of my other favorite characters besides the I brother. I want that to be a full slasher, though, not so much this. Yeah. Um, I re- besides the brother and his boyfriend, because they are just like, they help out. They let Brianna come over and get high with them after she has a rough evening. Um, but besides them, and I really only like this character because he dies early and it's Clive and Clive gets eviscerated <laughs> by Anthony. And I love it. He's like, you had that one in the bank, didn't you? Like, he's just like, you were waiting yeah. for that one, huh? Your plan B. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, you gotta get me. Well, you your mm-hmm. 
I loved that. And then I love how they fuck around and find out like immediately after. <laughs> I just love. Yeah. I love when Anthony just goes, fuck it. I don't even fucking care. Mm-hmm. He's like, you goofy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He's like, I was like, you know, he's like he, the way he said it, he was like, I've been wanting to tell your ass off for a long time. You yeah. Bitch. Might as well be now. <laughs> Let's do this. You bald piece of shit. Yeah. Like, he was just like, yep. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the good sign of like, she just started pushing him like, no, no, I know where this is going. Uh, mm-hmm. Just get out now. Yeah, like, let's go. Oh, but then I, the whole Clive and intern scene, it's so funny how he gets stuck to her because she, she hooks him with one of those little strappy things she wears on her pants. Yeah, I know. Is that, I guess that is that a thing. I don't, I don't know. know. I was like, is that what those are for? I wore those, but I never knew. Like, you're supposed to. Like chained to them like a carnival ride. Or Apparently, something, this one's mine. <laughs> I own him. <laughs> I must. We have looped belts together. <laughs> we are oh. one now. But it's also I was also kind of taken aback by that scene because it's bloody. Like you see in the mirror, that Sherman yeah, comes her, up and cuts her throat. Her throat slit came on like kind of just sudden. I was like, oh yes, uh, yes, and I love that Clive's so like. What is yeah. going on? Like he's so <laughs> out of he's it. Like, wait, is this real? Yeah. I was like, you fucking moron. Yeah, like, like no, she's got. She's just having like, a yeah, gag. Where, where, where did she hide all this mm-hmm. in her in her neck? Man, like, come on. Oh, uh, and then even when he gets when he runs to the door and then he gets the hook in the ankle and the Achilles, man, he gets the Judd. Yeah. Oh, and every time that happens, I think of Judd Crandall. Yes. Poor bastard. You have to. Yes. Like, oh, that because that as fake as it looks, and mm-hmm. you, you know it's not real. But like, even at the CGI ooh. in this, when you see it going, and you're like, oh, I feel that, and then they pull him up by it. He's dragged away on the hook in the ankle. Ooh. Oh, what a way to go! But Clive, Clive bleeds bleeds for us, and for that, I thank him. <laughs> I was kind of a piece of shit though. So. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. But I really, I, I maybe that's the only reason I loved him is because Anthony just was like, "Fuck you, Clive. You fuck your intern. Fuck you. Fuck like, you. Yep. Fuck you. Like, yeah." Because even in the beginning, when like Clive comes over to see Anthony's new work or whatever, it's clear he's like, "I want something more about your story about," and it's. It's so bad because it's almost like he's he's like I want to yeah. package you being black into yeah, a, well, a yeah, framework. Yeah, yeah. Like it you was know? definitely like, like let's let's see what we can utilize. Yeah, wink, wink, and like yeah, it's definitely like what angle can we exploit to you know make money basically. Yeah, and a lot of off of art. There are a lot of themes of of being exploited in this film because Brianna is constantly exploited for her pain. Like, even when she thinks she's meeting that other woman that the art dealer and she's like, yeah, let's work together. And she's like, oh, I want to work with you because I know about your dad's suicide and all that stuff. And then now you've got this death following <laughs> I heard, you around. Uh, I heard you've got to get that shit out of storage. So uh, why don't you come work with us? Yeah. So it's like. Oh, and you know, Anthony, why don't you come work with us? It's like everybody around her just wants to use her for her pain and in that kind of an angle you know and it's like ugh. everyone's got their own angle on this thing right yeah maybe just don't live in chicago (laughs) maybe that's the that's the thing i don't really know about the chicago scene maybe i'm wrong but uh well they've been known to leave their kids and go on vacation a time or two that is true 
Oh, I got, reference. I <laughs> uh, I've never been to Chicago. It's Anthony the needed list. to go to the fucking doctor for that bee sting way before he did. Uh, no, when they're at dinner and that girl like, stop it. Yeah, and she was like, don't. What? <laughs> like, I thought she was going to be like, we need to call someone because that's Don't do that. Disgusting. What is wrong with you? Like, see, like, see, like, how come no one, like, just even on the street was like, dude. I don't know you, but you need to go to the hospital, man. I know. At one point, I was like, okay, I can see like there's probably paint on it. But then he starts picking a scab. And horror PSA, don't pick your scabs. Especially if you think you've got supernaturally stung by a bee. You know, that happens. Supernaturally stung or stung by a supernatural bee? Supernatural bee. So would you be stung supernaturally? By a supernatural bee? I feel like there's a song in here somewhere. <laughs> Supernatural be. <laughs> Supernatural sting. All right. Anyway. And Anthony needed to bees. go to the doctor. Yes. Ghost bees. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Can There Be Ghosts? I also really like that he got her recordings from the school. Um, so you still got her, like, you got her little paper puppet and you got her voice. So, like, she had her own yeah. little spot in this, too. Um, I find it funny that it was like, yeah, here you go. And then she's like, are you, like, a student? Or, like, you just give these to anybody? Mm-hmm. Like, You can just have this. Just go and, like, did, did he even have to get a library card? Like, like. He just was like, hey, can I have something that's like, I know this chick murdered a bunch of people, but I think she's got a file of some shit over here. Can I take a look at it? <laughs> you just like, need to hear it real quick. Oh, here you go. Wait, really? You just give this to anybody? Mm-hmm. This is how people write books, apparently. Apparently. You just go and ask for the shit that nobody asked for. Oh, speaking of writing books, that uh, gross art critic. B- by the way, that whoever played that art critic brilliant job with that just chef's kiss to you because when she opens that mirror thing to look inside when she's at the art show originally you can just tell how fucking annoyed she is just even having to open anything and like she swerves her head around like like that lady was a bitch yes like that character was such a bitch and the lady the actress who plays it was just dead on she looks so familiar but i looked her up and i didn't recognize her anything that she'd been in but yeah i don't she's just maybe she's one of those people that looks like she's been in a million Mm. things you can't remember yeah but then she resurfaces again even after like she hated anthony shit right she resurfaces to use anthony and the tragedy so again another person who wants to write a book well oh it's definitely one of those things where it's like well shit now that this is this it's gonna come out and if i write what i was originally gonna write it's not gonna look good on me so i better you know be the first one on there yeah but then people now Anthony's just out there telling people to say Candyman a bunch of times <laughs> just like say it bitch go say it in the mirror right now just go in the bathroom while you it's gotta pee it's the perfect time to do it <laughs> take a <laughs> shit wash your hands and say Candyman <laughs> you know real quick I'll wait go ahead and then he plays mirror with uh, Sherman for a bit <laughs> it's like uh, it's like a little kid playing mm-hmm. with like an old banner yeah. like, a, like a store or something like hey want some candy I know. Uh, I really liked the pull away shot as uh, the critic dies, though. I I was really hoping we get that death because as soon as it started doing it, I'm like, please, please, yes, Mm -hmm. that's what I was. That's what I was hoping for. So you still get the gore and the blood, but from far away. But it's effective. Like you got the city all around it, just pulling away from this, this 
not even a penthouse it, apartment, but just a high rise apartment. Well, it, and, and it gave me this thing. I was like, oh, okay, like anyone could be murdered anywhere at any mm-hmm. time, and no one would fucking know. So we're all alone, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candyman can come get us at any time. Apparently, they say his full name three, uh, five times in the movie. Apparently, the last time is when uh, Burke says Anthony, whatever his name is, the fifth time as he, you know, creates Candyman with a hook. Mm. So his Anthony, whatever his name was, Anthony what McCoy. Anthony McCoy. That's right. Hey, Tony McCoy, how you doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so when he puts the hook in him and chops his hand off and he says Anthony McCoy, that's the fifth time and now he's Candyman. Gotcha. Coleman Domingo has so many great lines in this. When he's talking to Anthony, he's like, pain like that lasts forever, but he says in his Coleman Domingo sultry. Pain like that lasts forever. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Things start to spiral out of Anthony, and I love how he's just like, "Don't look at my paintings." Gets <laughs> real, real artisty about it after he paints all those. I know because I'm photos. like, "What?" But but why though? Because like, was he like? Because they're all the same thing. She's gonna think I'm like obsessed or like. No, I think at that point he was scared of Candyman because he found out that the the critic had died, like, and he was spiraling out. So he's like, oh, See, shit. I thought it was more like she was like, you wasted all this paint on this one fucking painting because there was one that was like, like thick layers of paint on top. Like, no, I don't think she was concerned yeah, about her no. paint. Well, budget. that's her. That's her <laughs> investment, man. He ain't sold a painting in a while. Okay. Uh. People are dropping like flies and ain't nobody been mm-hmm. no, nobody I buying no paintings. Because after that, she's like, look, I'll show you it's not real. And then she tries to say it in the mirror. And he's like, no. And then he breaks all the mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. I love how I she stands go. her ground. Don't follow me. Cut you. Don't you follow me out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Not allowed to throw shit around me and then follow me. And then she goes to her brothers, and that's when they smoke pot. And I love it because he's like, "Ain't a demon, ain't a dick on the planet worth a demonology habit on the side." I wrote that line down <laughs> specifically for this podcast because I love it so much. It's very true. I also have that. Nope, I'm out, teen, in the bathroom. <laughs> she does. She hears something, and she's like, "Nope." Was one of the girls' names no, think, Boof? <laughs> yes, I remember I said that. I was like Boof, like like. I like to think like it's Teen a... Wolf Boof? No, it's like Phoebe Buffet. They just no, call her Boof. Oh, I mm-hmm. immediately went to Teen Wolf. <laughs> so, okay, Phoebe Buffet. Do you remember? Phoebe Buffet, yeah, because I thought no, about wait, it. No, you, don't remember, you never watched Friends as much, did you? Remember, I didn't. You remember Buffet, the vampire lair? No. <laughs> okay, so they had a weird crossover where her sister Ursula mm-hmm. was the waitress that was in um, Mad About You. Because, um, what the fuck is her name? Phoebe Buffay, her real name. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow. Kudrow yes. She was in both shows or whatever, right? Um, so they had this thing where they had a recurring sister, Ursula, that would be on the show. And she randomly found out that her sister was doing porno, in but Phoebe's using name. In yeah. Phoebe's name. So that. the character was Phoebe Buffay, the vampire lair. Mm. So yeah, I when you like Buffay, that's, that's where I go. Yeah, no, I go I straight was, to Lisa Kudrow porn. I was like... Yeah, no, Phoebe totally would have shaved her head as a teen, right? Like, I was high when we watched this, so that's probably where my train of thought was headed. <laughs> Phoebe lived on the streets, so yeah. She, she would she would have vaped and she would have had her head shaved had she lived in this generation. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Vaping in the school bathroom is apparently what they do these days instead of smoking in it. 
<laughs> yeah, when the chick's like, I forgot my vape. I'm like, you put that down on I know. the bathroom on sink. like the sink. Have Why'd you, she go oh. to the corner though? Like she went to I the don't corner know, like, first. Like over by the windows. Yeah, I'm like, you know, what like, are you did doing? You put it down on that weird like window bench. Maybe whatever just the fuck keep it was. in your pocket. I don't know. That seems like a better idea. These kids are all gonna. These kids are gonna be the healthiest or like gonna die from germs. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, oh, I just put the put my vape down here. I'm like that's gross. And they lick stuff too. This is true. There are lots of lickers in the at the Tide Pod eaters are the kids of today, right? I don't know. I'm is a that, that's who Candyman is killing in the Maybe. Movie? We I had the know. jackass generation, so that's how we injured it's, our brains. We've talked about this before. And yeah. It's, every generation has their idiots. But no, I really loved that whole scene. It's set up, like I said earlier it's so it's set up just expertly like they're all standing there monotonally saying it and you got that one chick it's like nope i'm out heading out and then you just get the carnage afterwards and it's not in your face carnage which i'm okay with because it makes it a little more ominous like you get the the compact and the b i love the b okay here's my question though does the black chick that was in there taking a dump does she get blamed for it because, I mean, on, on the one hand, if you think about when uh, they're at the dinner mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, oh, my God, like they just found out that the critic, you know, and then when they were watching it or were they watching it? They said something. They were like the the husband was a suspect, the suspect or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, obviously, he just came home, found her. And then I was like, there's no way you just found this like this. Right? Yeah. And so. I would I would assume that that's just like you're a suspect and suspect is always it could have been you you know it's not ever that it is you for sure but that's what i i would think like they would have to clear her after they didn't find any of the blood spatter on her well, yeah. or like stuff like that well, you know even, even like the husband i'm like okay regular like fucking forensics right like you're gonna go and you're gonna see that like okay the husband wasn't there he doesn't have blood splatter like he doesn't mm-hmm. have any marks on him like there's no but the downside is there's no forced entry like yeah who could but be, i was like, also thinking like that's a high-rise apartment there's gonna be a camera in and out of there somewhere anthony's gonna like be on camera somehow is what i was thinking because yeah, like you could see the husband coming home and like stuff like that right like so yeah but even if he's rushing out it's like then it's all speculative bullshit because it's like okay well time of death was this but we estimate that he left 10 minutes before that or 10, yeah. 15 minutes before like or yeah. literally two minutes before that when the fucking you know he closes the door and she's so i don't know there. maybe we do need a post-horror movie where they they do the legal proceedings after all these supernatural yeah. things the law and order yeah. svu oh, i don't the, know the, a lot of them cops died afterwards yeah. Rightly so. At and the were, end of and were they actually looking for him though? Because when he said that at the end, when he's like, "Or we were looking for him," I just think they. Meant, I took it as like we were looking for a killer with a hooked hand, and we found a guy with a hooked hand. I don't know. So nobody was going to question it kind he of He made it thing. seem like he was already a suspect, though. So I wasn't sure about mm, that. Maybe. If he was just more of the, the just go with my shit or you're going to you're gonna go to jail for the rest of your life, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I put, if, if it bleeds, it leads in response to that art person that she talks to. Because, yeah, like, everybody just wants a piece of the trauma of stuff. Like, they're like, come bring your tra- traumatic publicity the, to my art house. The angles, like you said. Like, yeah, we're all starving artists and, you know, we bleed for our art. But Jesus, man, (laughs) leave a girl's dead dad alone. That is a good story, though. It is a good story. Uh, I love when he... What if the paintings are shit, though? Like, what if the dad was just terrible? Like, what if that's, like, the only thing? Like, people are like, I want to see this. I want to see this. But then, like, the reason, like, she doesn't want to do anything with it because, like, they're just terrible. Well, that wouldn't matter. 
It wouldn't matter what the art was. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's fucking stick figure like shit. Like just horrible. <laughs> stick like, figure with a hat drawn on it like, really bad. Like he was just like terrible and that's why he went yeah. crazy. Like I'll never make it. Maybe. <laughs> I can fly. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible. I was kind of taken out because I was like, I don't remember people's names in movies right away unless I've seen it a few times. So when he's like, Brianna, I was like, I don't know who this little girl is. I just remember uh, Jerrica was the horrible intern's first yes, name. Yes, Jerrica. Jerrica. Like, oh, that's... Like, like Midwest Jerry and uh, Erica had a baby and they couldn't Midwest decide. Jerry, they yeah. couldn't decide on a name. They're like, well, if it's a boy, we're naming it Jerry. If it's a girl, we're naming it Jerrica. I really love, because he's avoiding his mom the whole movie. The whole movie, he's ducking her calls, missing dinners at her house, even though Brianna goes over... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I love when he finally goes to see her after he does finally go get that fucking beasting after he's, looked he's at. halfway fucking decaying already. Yeah, he's got fucking honeycomb all down the side of his face. And yeah, technically the only reason that he comes over is because like you lied to me. Yeah, the hospital said I was born there. I wasn't born on the other side. Like there is way more pressing issues. Who would look that up though as a doctor? Like I don't got time for all this. I'm not digging into your fucking history of where you were born and shit. Well, no, I think it just comes up like if you've been to the hospital before. It'll oh, so up. there was a bill due. That's probably, that's probably what it was. Probably. Like, you owe $37 well, this, from 1992. <laughs> they never paid um, when we you need were to born here. Uh, they yes. brought you in after a fire. Yeah. You know, like, we checked you out. Like, hey, no, then it, it can't be right. I'm all for that storyline because I, I not too yeah. long ago learned some deep family traumatic history myself so there's that a lot happens of, in this uh, day and age uh, a lot of people today with 23 and me and you know all that kind of stuff are really Ancestry. learning about yeah our gener the parents generation were not yeah. on the up and up as we all <laughs> we See, thought they the, were between between the dna stuff that we're finding out and unsolved mysteries mm -hmm. yeah there's the, your generation mm -hmm. like that generation uh, you guys had a lot of secrets that you thought were never going to be found out that quickly became found and they've literally been like well we didn't know dna was a yeah thing. we didn't know that was gonna happen which is why we're finding all these old killers now which is why we just lied about it because we didn't think it was gonna happen like well, wait, was, wait 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 did y'all tell me not to lie it was though? 1982 <laughs> i was we're, horny we're the generation was like, just be honest i was horny uh, we're the gaudy we're the god generation was, be honest it was billy the ambulance driver billy the ambulance driver yeah uh but when he does go and see his mom that whole don't say that. Shh, don't say that. And she claps like, twice. Shh. Yep. Mm, 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 <laughs> that was a that. that was a mom thing. Right yes. there. Like that was straight up. Like, uh uh. Yep. If she if she was closer to him, she would have smacked him real quick. Like, uh, uh uh. Yeah. We don't say that. I loved her whole scene. Like it's one strong scene, and that's all you needed from her in this. Like you have that whole like it does pull the mom theme throughout because he's avoiding her, and you don't actually see her until he goes his ear, but. It's just such a strong scene and he he asks her for the truth and she willingly gives it like she doesn't hesitate she says it she gives him a second after he kind of takes it in when she's like after she first took you and he I, has that moment i love that she does that one line twice yeah because she has to like almost reset and give him a minute and i think a lot of i don't know if it's the writing or if it was their choice or whatever but like just a lot of people wouldn't have done that yeah but I think you needed that, like, all right, gonna sit down. Yeah, and I like it too because her, her voice cracks when Anthony cracks. Like, yeah. So it's it's literally that mother son connection. Like, she's giving him a moment to let the information sink in and say, this is real. And then I'll start from the beginning again. But what do you do though? Because she was like, I lied to protect you. And I never want to get away from all this. I wanted to, you know, not be around this. 
but it's like and then like like you said you know when i just move out of fucking chicago yeah when you I leave move chicago. Out of the state, like, well that didn't happen obviously <laughs> so it's like what do you do like what my do you, dog what, like, was mad and i have to leave the state of illinois right like what I'm do out. you do though you can't just like tell him his whole life like candy man got you candy man got you. yeah no i like i that's why that scene is so perfect because she's like we decided to never speak of it again but somebody broke their truth somebody broke their promise and now it's out there now he's found you again and that's why i loved that she gave him all the information like it wasn't a fight between them he was just like i heard i was born somewhere else and then like she realizes that he knows but he don't look well yeah well after she I goes and touches his face and she feels the honeycomb on the well, side I think, of when, I think when she first sees him she was like you don't look well yeah there was something like she she could definitely see something in him that's like definitely well, not right his hands decaying so yeah it, i mean i know go to the doctor or PSA. Be, I mean, if you get stung by supernatural bees, go to the doctor. Stung by any bees. Yes. If, if, if your hands start to look like that, I don't care what it is. There are more murder bee, hornets out there. Murder now, hornets. Guys. Get the, to the doctor. What's next, huh? Like murder <laughs> hornets, crazy wasps. What, what do we got next, man? Like, oh. what the fuck does 2022 have in store for us? I We're mean, just going to pretend. want to get into that. Godzilla is going to come back. That's what we have to look forward to. I, at this point, like, how many people would really be surprised? There were fucking people waiting for JFK Jr. last week. Mm-hmm. So, at, Work at this still point, expect you to show up. At this point, like, what, like, if fucking Godzilla or Mothra or any of those, like, mythological huge ass motherfucking creatures showed up, like, really would you be that surprised like no. i could turn the tv on right now and be like aliens landed i'd be like they're probably here to help us because like y'all are fucked up you what need, are you guys you, doing you need to learn how to run a planet better <laughs> because you guys aren't doing it mm-hmm. so like, i don't even think they would invade us anymore they would just be like oh you guys are dumb mm-hmm. here's crystallic fusion jesus christ jesus <laughs> But yeah, after, and I like the finality of that mom and son scene, because like he just leaves and she does try to stop him. She's like, wait, wait, wait. But at the same time, I kind of think she knows like he's already in too far. There's nothing I can do. Candyman got you again. What can you do? Yeah. I mean, you fucking literally half his body was already basically honeycomb, like mm-hmm. you said. I mean, it's, Yeah. I think it would have been cool if bees would have came out of him, though. Oh, yeah. That definitely would have been cool. I did love the bee imagery in this, though. And then... The bimetry. The, the bimetry, yes. Uh, that final scene we were talking about earlier with Coleman Domingo, it is... It's in the church, and it's a beautiful shot. Like, this whole movie is just brilliant writing and beautiful shots all over the place. I do love the first time when he does get stung by the bee when he goes to and he's taking pictures of the church and he's looking like the old pictures and then like you you see that old picture of it back in you know mm-hmm. 90s or 80s or whenever that one was from and then it shows it today and I'm like it's it's kind of cool that you could still see some of those things that were there. like obviously that church was the actual building that was still there yeah. and like um, I think the reason that they used some of those flat houses that were outside of the Cabrini Green building was because those are actually still there even yeah though the that, projects the, really aren't the building itself that they use is no longer there yeah well, like it said, it talks a lot about gentrification. And I mean, it doesn't say any wrong things about gentrification in this movie. It's basically they built them to and cut them off. And then mm-hmm. after it died, they were like, oh, here, we'll build new places, more up and coming areas. That you can't afford. Yep. Yeah. So the end time, uh, the end times. In the before times. In the before times. After Brianna escapes from the church, <laughs> there's a. Coleman Domingo's character Bert comes after her and he looks like his lips are cut like he had a 
those razor candies and he's cut his mouth because like he's all bloody and stuff yeah they don't really explain that they don't um and i know like he he was saying before she escapes like we needed a witness and stuff like don't you want candy so maybe he was trying to use them as like the sacrifices or some shit okay i read in the trivia and i know that there's a lot of footage that they cut out that they ended up not going they scrapped a another storyline that i think had more of Helen Lyle's character in it because hmm. I think there was a there was a scene in the church and I think they were saying one of the early teaser trailers had a scene where um, it looked like someone it was either like a skeleton or something or someone that was wearing one of the dress the dress thing that Helen was at the end of the other Candyman yeah and there was I guess a scene where there was like a, a being or something that, that was in one of the church pews there so I'm wondering if they cut more out and like maybe something happened with him or there was more of a struggle before she left or something happened yeah. to Coleman Domingo Burke hmm. something if something happened to him before they get to the the apartment or whatever when she stabs and when she fucking just I love the the whole like step 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 step. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like gonna make sure you're fucking dead. Oh, she was yeah. like, it was I, it was rage killing, but it was like justified. Like I'm gonna make thing, sure that yes. this does not come back up. Like it was you weren't what getting needed back up. to happen. I I literally called out, Don't yeah, fuck him up, so fuck him up, day. Debbie, <laughs> fuck him up. I loved that scene because yeah, and I loved Brianna's whole character. She was a very strong female person. She had her flaws. She had her past traumas. But when Anthony goes crazy, she's like, don't follow me. Fucking getting out of here with your crazy ass. And then when Coldman Domingo comes after her, she's like, fuck this guy. And just, I'm going to protect myself. I love, I love characters like that because us women don't always have to run and cry and cower. Sometimes we can fuck you up with a knife. All right. Or not. It wasn't even a knife. It was a pin, wasn't it? But when did she get that pin? I, I thought that was the pen from the laundromat that she had taken with her. Did she grab one from the laundromat? Because I didn't notice that. No, I she know... found it at at the apartment. That's how she okay. knew to go to the. Oh, okay, that's the, right. That's the, right. Because I was saying yeah. that they do that quick close up of she has the pen in her hands, and I was like, when did she get the pen? Because I know he got the pen when he's like, you mind if I take some notes? And Burke hands him that pen yeah. the first time, but I forgot that she was looking at the stuff at home. Yeah, when she's trying to figure out where he is, she finds the pen and she's like, oh yeah, he talked about this laundry guy. <laughs> Who told me about Candyman? He knows man. everything. Who? The guy that owns the laundromat. The laundromat like, dude. That whole scene, I was like, she was probably like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been hanging out with some dude at the laundromat? Like, what is going on right now? We have a washer You need to be working, there. motherfucker. Right? Like, you need to go find your ass a job. Unless you're working at this goddamn laundromat. I don't want to be hearing about shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole scene comes, and I love when Brianna is done like she gets to the end of the movie and she's in that cop car after the cops have just shot Anthony for no reason and she's just like let me look at myself I'm done with these cops like she's just like I'm gonna call Candyman fuck these people they're gonna try to get me for this burger that's the ultimate I'm gonna call my boyfriend uh huh like fuck you then my boyfriend's gonna boyfriend's beat you up boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in <laughs> trouble <laughs> my boyfriend's Candyman motherfucker <laughs> You got a whole hive of other candy men to bring with him too. I yeah, and I and liked, one crazy bitch. I liked the candy man like hovering around with the bees hiving around his face. So it's like there were all the candy mans. It's all in this one, you know, supernatural being with the bees. It's a collective. Yes, the collective. <laughs> the candy man collective, yes. Um, and then you get at the very end, Tony Todd saying, Tell everyone. And I, I liked Tell that. Tell everyone. 
here's my one disappointment in this whole movie. I love the callbacks. I love the little like Easter egg things you see, you know, like the Candyman mouth on the wall in the church and everything. But the one thing that I that I really wanted in this movie that I didn't get was somebody saying, "Heard you're looking for Candyman, bitch." Oh yeah, that was your favorite from that the was the, that was the one thing I needed to have <laughs> from the '92 Candyman. Yeah, now I liked. I loved all the callbacks and how simplicity and how simplistic they were with it. Like when uh, the brothers telling the story of Helen, and they're like, she found her, or they found her doing uh, snow angels in the blood, and it was the paper puppet with the snow angel. I was like, it's so cool and so effective. Yeah, because you didn't need to. I'm glad they did more of that than it was really the like flashback scenes or like just footage from the old movies. Yeah, because so, like, we've seen other ones, other sequels yeah. like that that have just spliced in the original movie, and it's like, yeah, but give us something different. And this one, it's did. like we've seen it already. We know that. Yeah. But like it, and almost like it's it takes you out of the story if you do it that way because you're like, all right, I've already seen that movie, and I'm sure some people watched the original one before they went into this one. So it was kind of like, well, I just watched all that. And then if you were going to show me flashback clips again, like it just takes you out yeah. of the movie. So it's like really like the, the whole puppet things, I think, were really, really effective for people new to the franchise and yeah. for fans that have seen them all. And for just film in general, it was beautiful. It was beautifully done. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, but I think that about wraps up this episode. It's probably a shorter one because we are missing our... Our third counterpart. We only get, you only get two thirds of an episode. Two thirds of an episode. That's what happens when one of us loses their voice. We apologize, <laughs> but we loved Candyman. The best line in this whole film was "Ain't no dick worth a demonology habit on the side." That's good information, ladies. Remember that, and men. No dick is worth a demonology <laughs> habit. <laughs> what if it's your own though? It's like, hey, I'm not this, a dick haver. Fight so. this demon or lose your dick. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fight this demon mm. then because. <laughs> I do think it's to important live. to mention that it's important Candyman, to keep your genitals. Is what it I'm is saying. important to keep your so genitals. Between um, losing a genital and uh, fighting a demon, I'm going to fight a demon. Every <laughs> Speaking of losing genitals and fighting demons, this uh, Candyman was based on a Clive Barker story originally. Yeah. Did so you see how uh, Burke was reading. A- Yes. Clive Barker novel. Mm-hmm, like that. And if you've read any of Clive Barker, you know that missing genitals and demons really go hand in hand in a lot of the stories. And a lot of gender fluidity as well. A lot, a lot of that. Uh, Speaking of the new uh, Hellraiser. Yes. The, with the gender bent. Well, apparently, it, I never read this stuff, but apparently it it was non-gendered. Probably. In the books. Because they're not really, like, it's not really a man, it's not really a woman, and they're just beings of pain, you Okay, know? so again, how the fuck do you think Freddy could beat Pinhead? Can't happen. Pinhead's <laughs> the ultimate. I go back to that. We've debated it before. Let's That's back. not this podcast. So anyway, <laughs> we That's will That's how be, I know I'm right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. We will be back next week with another 2021 film. We're thinking probably the Unholy Maybe we have a I bunch of different ones that we're going to do. Hopefully Saul will be back next week. Hopefully he's better by then. We miss you, Saul. Get well soon. Um, Kim too. She's also ill. So we will be more lively and more fun next week. I'm always lively and fun. Uh-huh. But that was all for this week, guys. Uh, 
Buffet the Vampire Lair. Buffet the Vampire Lair. Boof. Speaking of genitals. Boof, don't vape in the bathroom, kids. We will don't leave see. your vape in yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, don't leave in you your bathroom. You can vape in the bathroom all you want, but don't set stuff down on the counter. If you set something down on the counter, just throw it away. I don't care what it is. Your phone, gross. Anything. Yeah. Wash your phone. I wash my phone at least once a week. Yeah, I, if, if my phone falls on a bathroom floor, I get a new case. At very least, at very least, after I've lysoled that bitch down, like don't put your stuff in the bathrooms, especially public bathrooms. I know you think it's cool, it's safe. Lots Mm-mm. of pubes everywhere on the floor. Yes, check There'll out our Blade episode for that. Was it? Was that Blade? We had the <laughs> the pube. That was talk. the. I don't remember. Was it the glory hole one? I don't no, no, no. That's right. It was uh, Maniac. Maniac was pubes. It was Maniac pubes because she, he kills the girl That's in the right. bathroom. Oh, and I remember thinking the actress had to lay in the bathroom. Yes, full of pubes. That was actually anyway. New York subway bathroom grope. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is Chicago and this is Candyman, which is a great movie. Go check it out. It is out on now um, on DVD, I believe, and digital. So check it out everywhere. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.